what a guest we've got on this week's Celtic View podcast. A man that joined the club when he was just a, a teenager and was here for four years, winning four league titles, amassing 150 appearances along the way, winning some domestic cups as well, and now absolutely living it up in the sun over in Cyprus. Welcome to the Celtic View podcast, Adam Matthews. Adam, how are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. Uh, nice to be here. Um, I had a great time at the club, so it's nice to speak to someone from Celtic and uh, reconnect with the fans. So I'm, I'm, it's a pleasure to be here. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone can see you're in, enjoying the sun. How is it over in Cyprus? You're at Ammonia. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's good. I'm enjoying it. Um, it's a bit different to the sunny Scotland. Um, you got to get used to playing in the extreme heat, but. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Obviously, it's nice laying in the sun in the day, but um, running around for 90 minutes is uh, wouldn't be my first choice in, in this hot, hot weather. But yeah, it's it's been good so far. What would you take? What you've got at the moment with the weather or like a December night up in Inverness? Uh, I'd, I'd take this over Inverness, but uh, I, I did really enjoy Glasgow. And I, I don't like being warm, so this has been a, been a tough transition for me. I, I quite like being cold, so I, I enjoyed Glasgow. Well, let's take you back to your cold days then in Glasgow and your, your four years at Celtic. Let's take it all the way back to the start, Adam, from when you first signed to the club. It was You came in during the summer window of 2011, but you signed on a pre-contract, I think, in the, the February time. Just tell us how the move came about to Celtic. Um, it was a bit out of the blue, really. Um, Joe, Joe Ledley was a massive part of it, obviously. I was at Cardiff with him and he left the year before. So um, he's the one that contacted me saying Celtic are interested. And as soon as I heard that, I got a bit excited, to be fair. Um, at Cardiff, I, I played a lot of games my first season when I was 17, played 35 games. And then the manager didn't really fancy me. So I was looking for a move. And when Neil Lennon and Joe said Celtic really want you, it was a no-brainer for me. So it, you can blame Joe Ledley for my four years in Glasgow, I think. <laughs> was he on the phone to you straight away and what was he saying to you about the club was he basically just like you need to get yourself up here yeah he was basically saying you need to come um you've never seen anything like it the fans the, the stadium the city so he it didn't take much for him to sell it on me but um as soon as i heard there was interest i knew i needed to come yeah did you in that period then from when you signed the pre-contract in the, the february time were you just trying to watch as many games as possible and get a feel for what you're about to be joining yeah, well, I think everyone watches the Celtic Rangers game, so I always used to watch them. And But as soon as Celtic, I knew I was going there, I tried to watch as many games as I could. Um, I came up to a couple of games with my agent uh, before I signed I came to the Celtic Rangers Cup final, which we unfortunately lost, but the atmosphere there, it's, it's new. I knew I made the right choice in signing, so um, yeah, it, didn't, it wasn't a hard decision. Yeah. So then when you, when you came into the club in that summer, what was kind of expected of you in that first season? Because... I think at that point we had a, a couple of right backs, probably Chan and Juarez as well, and probably Mark Wilson role at the club. So were you expecting to come in straight away and play? Did you think you might have to develop a little bit more in the first year? What was what was kind of said to you? Yeah, I think coming in so young to such a big club, I think in, in my head I thought I might play, play a couple of games, but really my first season would be a transition period. But um, Neil Lennon seemed to take a liking to me quite quite early really. We had Mark Wilson now who had a good season the season before. So the first couple of games of the season we were sharing it a bit. But um I quite quickly established myself as the number one and played a lot of games in my first season. 
that summer as well, when you came in, you got thrown straight into a big pre-season trip over to Australia. If that's ever an eye-opener about the size of the football club, then that was it there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was mental. Like, coming from Cardiff, um, we got a pre-season, like, to England or Scotland. Um, or when, when, we, when I heard we were going to Australia and then we're selling out stadiums in Australia, I think that's when it really hits home how massive the club is. Um, everyone knows it's a big club, but until you're actually there, you don't know on what sort of scale. Um, we, we got 50,000 people in Australia on the other side of the world coming to watch us play. So, yeah, that was the first major sign that I've signed for a very, very massive club. Yeah. Was that quite a good trip to bond with the players as well and get to, to know everybody? Yeah, it was a great trip. Obviously, the flight alone is long enough, so you get to know people on the flight. Um, but we had a great we had a great group, Scott Brown, Charlie McGrew, Paddy McCourt, Joe Ledley. So we were all quite close quite quickly, so um, it wasn't hard to transition into the group and they made me feel really welcome. I imagine that wasn't a quiet plane, a quiet plane then with all those characters on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't say too much. Uh, I think on the way back, it was a bit more lively than the way out, I think. Um, Neil Lennon said, we're here for a reason, we're here to get fit for pre-season, but you can let your hair down at the end of it. So I think on the way back, I think it was a bit more robust, yeah. It must have been quite a strange first couple of months because you come in, we go to Australia, we then come back from that and you actually play a friendly against Cardiff. That must have been strange. Yeah, it was strange. Um, I didn't start that game actually. So, um, but yeah, coming from Cardiff, I, I didn't end on bad terms at Cardiff, obviously, um, even though I signed a pre-contract, um, they, they were still really good with me. So I'm very thankful to Cardiff for starting my football career, really. It's a, it's a massive club and I still follow them as well. So, But to play them so soon after it, you don't really expect that when you sign for a team in Scotland. But yeah, it was, it was enjoyable to see see some faces from years gone by. So talk us through your, your memories then of that first season, particularly the start of it. I think you made your debut at Pataudry in a 1-0 win, but things didn't get off perfectly for the team during that opening period. And it all sort of accumulated in that match at Rugby Park against Kilmarnock when we were 3-0 down at half-time. What are your memories of that kind of opening stage of the season and maybe particularly that game as well and what was maybe said and what happened at half-time? Yeah, um, I remember, obviously I remember Aberdeen being my first game. I think I played quite a good game. It was quite a scruffy game, but we came around with a win. But uh, yeah, we didn't start that season well at all. Um, I don't know for what reason, but um, going to the Clamarnock game being 3-0 down, um, I remember the team talk about Lenny. People normally think he's quite angry. He he wasn't really, he was saying, boys, this is more disappointed than angry. He was just like, this, this is the worst I've ever felt in football. Um, and I think he was probably close to calling it a day. Um, but luckily for us, Stokesy scored two unbelievable goals. Um, I think Charlie scored as well. And from that, 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 from that halftime team job, really, we didn't really look back and we went on a ridiculous run and I think Rangers had a 15 point gap and I think we took them over for Boxing Day when we beat them 1-0 at home. So um, yeah, we didn't look back since then. So, it's probably my favourite season I had at Celtic. Um, I don't know whether it's because the excitement of being my first season, but I think to do what we did in the position we were in, um, I think shows the character of the team. And yeah, it was my favourite season at Celtic, I think. I know it just shows how much things can change so quickly in football, because maybe if we didn't get an equaliser in that Kilmarnock game, who knows if the manager would have left, who knows what would have happened that season. But these small things can just change the season so quickly. But do you think 
that halftime team talk then that was the that was in the moment that completely changed our season that year yeah I, I would say so yeah I think um as a player you know yourself if you're playing well or not as a team but I think to to your Len, you normally when he's angry he, he'd shout at you I think to see him the way he was um just disheartened really I think it, it struck a chord with all the players and uh I think from there it was just a switch from our halftime team talk and we we all just looked at each other and said what, what, what the hell are we doing and um, yeah it, it was just one of them things uh, a momentum shift a draw at Kilmarnock who would have thought um, flick this into gear and we I don't think we lost a game the rest of the season I don't think yeah I think after that we went we went the next 19 games undefeated winning 18 of them as well and that then all led up to the the game, as you mentioned, against Rangers at Celtic Park around the, the Christmas New Year time where we win 1-0 and that puts us top of the league for the first time. Your your old mate Joe Ledley scoring the winner that game. I take it that must have been your first experience of the derby at home. Just talk to us about what that game was like and playing in that type of environment. Yeah, it was my it was my first. I just remember being really, really windy. Um <laughs> I think it was like 70 miles an hour winds and the confetti was on the pitch. But um, we, we knew we were in a good spot when we went into that game. Um, if we won, we took them above and they were 15 points clear. So I think we as a team thought if we can win this and take them over from being so far behind, they would crumble and we would kick on. And that, that is what happened. So, but yeah, it, it was a good game. We we should have won by more, I think. Um, we had a couple of chances. I think Samaras had a couple of chances. James Forrest had a couple of chances. And yeah, like you said, Joe Ledby. Coming in at the back stick with a great header. Um, yeah, that's, that's in my top three favourite games for, for Celtic, I think. I think Joe's still dining out in that goal, isn't he? <laughs> I think so. Why not? Why not? <laughs> but that game as well, it was a nighttime game, which is quite rare for the Derby fixtures that we both play each other at Celtic Park under the floodlights as well, which really just added to that experience. But before the match, did you kind of sense it as a team? Did the manager speak to you about how important this was that if we win this game, this could be the real kind of driver for us to go in and lift the title? Yeah, definitely. I think as a footballer, you know when you're so far ahead or so far behind and you catch the chasing pack, there's less pressure on you. Um, we, were, we were 15 points behind. Rangers were 15 points clear. And um, every time we caught them, the pressure built on them. So I think going into that game, we probably had a lot more confidence than them. Um, and I think it showed. I think we played really well that game um, and luckily got the win. And yeah, I think we knew after that game we were in the driving seat to to win that league. And I think we won it by a fair few points in the end. Because obviously the next season we had the kind of the big Champions League nights, but that was then probably, I imagine, your first experience of a big kind of nighttime game under the lights at Celtic Park. Can you kind of try and put into words what that's actually like to play in, particularly someone so young just kind of coming into the club as well? Yeah, I think at the time, I probably, being so young, I probably didn't appreciate it. I probably, I probably just thought it's another game of football. But um, I remember be, being in the change room, we could hear the fans singing You'll Never Walk Along before we, before we even came out and the, the stadium was shaking. So that, that's what it did feel like. It felt like one of them Champions League nights we had in the seasons. Yeah. So, so by that point, we then kind of go into the new year, we're top of the, the table. We don't let that slip from then on until we, we actually lift the title. And it's quite funny how in football you can get these weird quirks where early in the season we're 3-0 down at Rugby Park and it looks like everything is just completely going to pot. 
And then fast forward to around April time and we actually win the league at Rugby Park and probably one of our best performances in that season. It's quite strange how these things come around, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I remember that game very well. I think we had three three of the four stands uh, packed, so that, that was a great atmosphere as well. Um, I think they had beach balls coming on the pitch and everything. Charlie scored two. Um, yeah, but that was that was a great game. Um, we, I think we were 3-0 up half-time, which takes the pressure off completely. You can enjoy the second half. Um, but yeah, football's a weird game. Um, like you said, to, go, to be 3-0 down, probably if we don't get that point, we, we're not where we were winning 6-1 six, six or 6-0. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a weird game, um, and it, it, it happens all the time. So it's no coincidence um, that football football works out that way. So it must have been an amazing feeling, though, for you coming in first season, lifting a league title. It doesn't really get much better than that. No, um, it's yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the most, it's the first trophy I won, and it's the most one I'm proud of. Um, to, to win your first trophy as a football player, I, th- I think is always going to be special, whatever league it's in. But um, to do it in the fashion we did, being so far behind and going on the run we did, I think, yeah, it was, it was a very special one for me. Does anything else stand out for you in that first season? We then had another derby match a few weeks after the, the Kilmarnock game where we won the league, where we won 3-0, and uh, that, I remember that being another unbelievable performance from the team. Is that something that stands out? Is there anything else in that first season? No, obviously, obviously any player who plays the Celtic, the, the Rangers games, uh, stand out just for the atmosphere um but my, my first game is probably one of my favorites um to put on that that Celtic shirt at Aberdeen um and to get a win is, is was a great feeling for me a proud proud moment for me and my family I think my dad came all the way up to Aberdeen to watch it so yeah I think the, the whole season well the first game missed out the little bit in the middle and the second half of the season was was all fantastic and I think like I said because I was so young I don't think I really took it all in at the time, but looking back now, um, yeah, it's, it's, it was amazing. Was that also one of your favourite years because of the dressing room that we had and the people that were in it? Because you mentioned some of the names earlier, talking, kind of joking about the flight out to Australia, but I mean, that was like a good group of people and players and it seemed like you all got along so well. Yeah, to be fair, we, we didn't have that many players coming in and out in my four years. We had this, roughly the same same players there for my four years. so. I still speak to a lot of them now. Um, yeah, we had, we had a great group. We had Brownie, everyone knows what Brownie's like. Charlie McGrew, probably one of the funniest people I've ever met. Paddy McCourt, Joe Leddy, uh, obviously Gary Hooper was out with me, out in Cyprus with me for the, the first half of this season. So James Forrest, still speak to him. So yeah, there's probably nine or 10 I still speak to from that team. And um, yeah, we, we had a we had a good group to, to go out when, when we won a game. Um, but yeah, we, we just all got on and I think we still do now. Everybody always says Charlie Mulgrew was the funniest. What what is it about him that made him the funniest? Is he doing like practical jokes? Is he doing pranks? Is he just doing a bit of everything? That's just what what the boys were like. I think um, everyone got their clothes cut up. If you wore if you wore something rascal, I don't think you can do that anymore. But um, yeah, he's just a funny funny guy. <laughs> so the end of that season, then how did you kind of look back on it for yourself? Because as you said, you came in maybe not expecting to play so many games. I think you played more than 30 to win the league title as well. Did you feel like at that point you were then ready to go into the next season? You were kind of playing some of your best football and maybe some room for improvements as well, though? Yeah, at the end of every season, you look at what you can improve on. But I think um, for the first two weeks of summer, I was just buzzing, winning my first trophy. Um, 
I think every footballer wants to win silverware and to do it so soon in my career was a great feeling. So um, yeah, I couldn't get, I couldn't wait to get started for the next season and uh, carry on where we left off. So that second year, 2012-2013, I think, of course, we win the league title, we win the Scottish Cup, but it's probably fair to say that season is remembered most fondly for the Champions League campaign where we reached the last 16 and, of course, defeated Barcelona at Celtic Park. As a kind of overriding question, when you just think back to 2012-2013, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Yeah, it's got to be the Barcelona game, I think. Um... Well, the whole, like you said, the whole Champions League, I think because we beat Barcelona, I think people forget that we actually got through the group. Um, but yeah, that, that Barcelona game is the craziest atmosphere I've ever seen. Um, to be in, in the line before the game, I could not hear the Champions League music playing. Um, it, was, it was just mad. Um, walking out and seeing the whole stadium covered with, um, with the stuff they had. Uh, yeah, it's hard to put into words. Um, it was just the, the yeah the obviously the best atmosphere I played in, and obviously winning the game when no one gave us a chance um, made it even better. Because when the draw was made for that group, we obviously had Barcelona, Benfica, and Spartak Moscow, and I think most people were probably writing us off and probably expecting us to finish bottom of the group um, externally, of course. But what was it like internally? What did you actually think you could achieve? Yeah, obviously we all watched the draw together and when we saw the names pop up, we, we knew it was going to be a tough group, but um, taking Barca aside, uh, we, we knew if we played, played the way we can, we could get some points off Spartak and off Benfica. Um, like they're good teams, but they're not, they're not the Barca's, Real Madrid's, Juventus. So I think we, as long as we got something from them games and try to forget about the Barca game <laughs> um, and we can get six points off the four games of that, uh, we'd have a good chance. But yeah, it didn't work out that way and we ended up, well, we were unlucky not to get a draw in the new Camp first and then to take them back to Celtic Park and to win the way we did is, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, it, it certainly was. And I think that Barcelona game, the, the home game, we go into, it's the fourth match, we'd drawn at home against Benfica, we'd beaten Spartak Moscow away, which was a historic win for the club, winning our first away game in the Champions League. But that Barcelona home game is remembered so fondly for the result. But I think as fans as well, we remember it for your performance in it, where you had to play left back and man mark Lionel Messi, who was cutting in his left foot from the right hand side. Um, before the match, were you a bit worried about that, or did you feel quite comfortable? Um, to be fair, the Barcelona match is probably the least nervous I've ever been in a football match. Um, I don't know whether it's because no one gives a chance and. You're playing against i i think personally that's probably the best barcelona team there's been for a long long time um so i you just go try try and go and enjoy it um and then Lenny's pulled me in the day before saying yeah we're gonna put you left back so when when messi cuts in you need to stop him shooting um which was wasn't easy i think you got a couple of shots off but all in all i think yeah i can be quite proud of <laughs> The way I played against him and he managed to score at the end which was disappointing but luckily we, we held on. What was it actually like going one and one against him for 90 plus minutes? Yes yeah, it's, it's, you've got to you've got to be very concentrated I think it's as a whole back four well back six I think we were for most of the game I think if you ask any of them it's the most they've ever concentrated in a game because you take your eye off the players they've got for one second and they're in so it was more mentally 
tiring than physically tiring because we, we didn't have much of the ball. So we didn't really get off, well, get out of our half really. So, but mentally, yeah, you've got to be switched on the whole time. And um, luckily for us, when they did break our line, Fraser Forster, I think, was one of the best football uh, goalkeeping performances I've seen. Well, definitely seen live, um, if not ever. <laughs> did you think before the match that we could win it? Because I think a few players in that team have spoken before, just feeling like they had that little itch that like something special could happen here. Like, did did you believe that as well, or was it something that as the game progressed, you started kind of thinking, actually, we're going to do this here? Yeah, we all went in with confidence. I think. Um, it was the 125th anniversary of Celtic as well, so like you said, football's a very weird thing and it turns up moments like this when when there's big anniversaries on the thing. But um, I think the result in the new camp, losing in the last minute, gave us a lot of confidence um, and gave us a chance that we, we could get a draw, if not get a win. Um, and the longer the game went on, they, the chances they did have, Fraser was saving everything. Um, and then obviously Victor scored and we've gone in, I think at half time, I think we all thought we, we got half a chance here. Um, and yeah, like you said, football's weird and the fans, uh, it was as if they were keeping the ball out of the net as well. And uh, yeah, it was just one of them nights. It's, it's hard to put in the words how, how special it was. And uh, I feel very proud and lucky to have been a part of it. Are you the same as us as fans sitting in the stand where you're just kind of like clock watching as well and just seeing the time go so slowly as Barca keep the ball? I don't normally do that in games, but I did do it in that game after Messi scored. Because um, I think he scored in the 89th minute and there was four minutes added on or something. So, yeah, I think for the next five minutes, it's the longest five minutes of my life because we worked so hard as a team to get 2 0 up for them to, well, if they did score in the 93rd minute, I think still would have been a great result, but I think it wouldn't have done our performance justice. So, yeah, that was the longest uh, five or six minutes of, of my footballing life, yeah. Can you describe what it felt like at full time and you must have celebrated that after afterwards? Yeah, it was a good night. Um, uh, but well, yeah, when the final whistle went, I think it was a bit of everything. Uh, disbelief, relief, excitement, joy, uh, the noise of the fans, I think, it's the biggest cheer I've ever heard in a football stadium. But um, you just feel every emotion, tired, a little bit emotional thinking, how am I here? How have we just won that game? Um, but yeah, it's just com a combination of everything. And uh, yeah, we enjoy that night uh, in Glasgow. Yeah. But the thing is, as you said, a lot of the time, because we beat Barcelona, maybe it overshadows everything else that we achieved in that group. And that wasn't a one-off result because we still had to go and back it up and beat Spartak Moscow to then qualify for the last 16, which again was another night packed full of drama you were on the park when chris coleman scored i know the manager didn't watch the penalty did you manage to watch it i did watch it, yeah and to be fair chris coleman's had a great left foot so i did think he was going to score um and then obviously he hit the bar and luckily for us it went in but when he stepped over the penalty i think out of anyone in the team i think you put your money on him scoring um he's got a great left foot and luckily we won three two i think on the night or two one um and got through the last 16 which again, was a massive achievement for, especially for me personally, coming from Cardiff. You don't think two years later you'd be in the last 16 of the Champions League. So, yeah, it was just fantastic. Yeah, from the Champions League to our bros, Adam. <laughs> because in that season, 
you scored your first goal for the club. Um, I think it was maybe this. I don't know if it was the same month as the Spartak game or the or the month after as well. And it was a screamer in that game uh, to to get the victory up in the, the Scottish Cup replay. Um, what do you remember about scoring your first goal for the club? Because I imagine it must be a pretty proud moment. Yeah, definitely. I don't I don't score many goals. I only scored one for Cardiff, and um, that was a fluked cross. So. Um, I just remember the game. I think everyone will say the same thing. It's probably the coldest they've ever they've ever been in a football match. The, I'm surprised the game actually finished because the the pitch was like an ice rink. Um, but luckily for me, it did. And yeah, um, I just remember getting the ball roughly on the halfway line, dribbling through one one or two players, and yeah, it was a nice strike and nice to get your first goal. Obviously, and it helped us get through the competition. And at the end, we won it. So. Um, that's the main thing, really. You don't really care about scoring goals as a defender, but yeah, it was a, it was a nice one. Did you not score a couple of goals like a week after that or something? I feel like I've got this recollection that you just started all of a sudden scoring. Yeah, I scored two. I was on a hat trick against Kilmarnock, yeah. Um, which again doesn't really happen to me. I was hoping we get a penalty and I could take it, but um, yeah, like you said, you're a defender first and foremost. If you can score a couple of goals, then brilliant, but um. That wasn't my main target, but yeah, I didn't score many, but when I did, they were, they were half decent. Yeah, they weren't too bad at all, Adam. Um, so yeah, I mean, that season, won the league title, won the Scottish Cup. I think you were injured for the final of that, but I mean, definitely played your part to get us there and to, to lift the trophy as well. Um, but then in the following season, we match up again by getting into the, the Champions League. Um, that was an incredible night, the shakhtar Karagandhi game as well. I, I can't remember if you played in that or if, if you were if you were at the stadium for that but that was an incredible night yeah that was mad um we had a terrible result away from home um losing 2-0 um so we had a lot of work to do but um we had a great group of players and i think we went into that game knowing if we get a goal early we, we'd have a great chance of turning them over especially with our fans behind us um unluckily for us uh chris common scored just before half time and then Samaran scored and then James Forrest, yeah, James Forrest scored right at the end. And yeah, I think um, that's probably the most I've celebrated a goal, um, just to get into the Champions League, having a taste of it the season before and knowing that we didn't do ourselves justice in the first leg, that we might not get there. I think um, when James C scored that goal, I think, yeah, I think Lenny ran down the touchline, I think everyone jumped on top. So yeah, that, that, was, a, that was an amazing moment as well. And that season in the league as well, I just remember us being absolutely relentless. Like we took things to another level. Um, obviously that summer as well, we'd seen some big players like some kind of Virgil Van Dyke coming in as well. Like what do you remember about that third season, which ended up being Neil Lennon's last? Yeah, like you said, I think we brought in a lot of quality players. Not many people had known them at the time, but um, they, they certainly know them now. I think um, Virgil's the obvious one to go on what he's done and done um i don't think when he first joined Celtic, i think people would have thought he would be captain of liverpool win the champions league win the premier league but um you could tell from his first couple of weeks that he had something special um we signed victor wanyama who's very similar um just a mad mad good player um he went to southampton spurs done really well so we, we signed a lot of good players that season and i think like you said it took our game to the next level and um I think we we won the league quite, uh, quite comprehensively and um, played probably the best football that we played since I was there. Yeah, see with Virgil, did you know, like, see, for his first training session, was he doing things and you're like, 
wow, this guy's a bit different because I seem to remember his, I think his first game, his debut might have been the away leg in the Shakhtar Karagandhi. And I've said this before that it's hands down the worst shout I've ever had in football where I've said, oh, I don't know if that guy's, I don't know if that guy's good enough. And uh, yeah, he certainly proved me wrong. But I think a lot of people would have said the same thing after that game. Um, you could tell in training he had something. I, I'm not sure until his first couple of weeks that you thought he's going to win the Champions League, win the Prem. But um, as soon as he got settled, he was just different level to what anything I've, I've played with, really. Um, for a centre-half, he used to score free kicks, used to dribble through. And yeah, he was just, the, it was too easy for him, if anything. And um, even now, it still looks like he doesn't get out of a sprint. So yeah, he's a special, special player. Um, yeah, but like you said, his first game was was in that home game, so it uh, wasn't that away game. So he, I don't think many people thought he would um, get in the Champions League a couple of years later. But uh, yeah, like I said, as soon as he got settled in at the club, he was he was a monster. Yeah, um, that season I think we broke the records for like clean sheets and least goals conceded. Um, we were really, really well on top. But then at the end of the campaign, the manager Neil Lennon left. Was that a bit of a a shock to you and the team that he decided to leave? Uh, yeah, I'd say, yeah. Um, especially for me, I, I get on with him really well. And um, yeah, it, was, it wasn't great for me when he did leave. Um, I would have loved him to stay. And um, I, I just really enjoyed playing with him. But um, he must have wanted a new challenge. Um, so he went. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of the boys really got on with him. So I think they would have liked him to stay. But um, Unfortunately, he didn't, but um, it's one of them things Ronnie Dyler came in and we've done really well under him as well in the league. A um, couple of ups and downs, but um, on the whole, it, it was good, yeah. Do you think, was Neil Lennon maybe one of your kind of most important managers that you've had uh, in, your, in your career, particularly that first kind of three years at Celtic? Like, what did he do for you as a player and what did he give you as a manager? It's just his man management. Um, he, he makes you feel like you're the best. You're the best player in the world, um, even though you know you're not. You, you go onto the pitch thinking, "Yeah, I'm gonna have the best game in my life here." So, um, and, I, and I felt like that for the three years I was there, and that's one of the main reasons I came out here to play for him out here. I just really enjoy playing for him, and I think I don't know one player really who didn't enjoy playing with him, especially from the players who I had at Celtic. I think Joe Ledley loved playing for him. Gary Hooper. It's just. He, he can be angry, but um, he does it in the right way and he forgets it. So the next day, he's, he's, he's like your best mate again. So he just makes you feel like you can do anything. Yeah. Did, uh, did you ever see him completely lose at any point? I imagine there must have been one or two games. Yeah, we used to have sandwiches um, in, in the change room after a game. And uh, I just remember, I think we, we must have lost a game. I don't remember what game it was, but I just remember him picking up a sandwich launching it at James Forrest and it's gone and you, you you are scared when he's shouting so James Forrest hasn't wiped it off or anything he's just left it roll down his face um but yeah like I said the next day he's laughing and joking about it so um as long as he, he doesn't get personal and um he doesn't hold a grudge which he doesn't I think there's no problem getting angry I think it's gone out of the game a bit in these days you can't really shout at people now um but yeah I, I really enjoyed playing for him yeah so yeah, as you've mentioned, Ronnie Dyla came in that summer. What were your kind of first impressions? Because that season, we actually played some really good football. And for you personally, I think it was maybe the most you played in a season for the club. I might be wrong there, but 
you certainly seem to be playing kind of week most weeks. Um, so what did you kind of make of him during that summer period? And what kind of changed at the club? Yeah, it, it, it was a big change. Um, he brought in a lot of um, nutritionists. He brought in his own physio to do um, activation work before training. Not that we didn't do it before, but it was just different types. Um, some of the stuff I think was a bit that some of the boys didn't agree with, especially the food side. Um, but he's, he's a very, very good coach. Um, like you said, I think we played some really good football. Um, and I think with a bit more time, another season set, like I think he could have been really, really good. But um, as a coach, he was brilliant. His training was brilliant. And uh, we played some really good stuff. But um, yeah, it, it, I started well under him. But by the end, um, not that it wasn't great at all. I think he preferred Mika over me, which is fair enough. Um, but I would have liked to be playing more at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, still in that campaign, though, there were still some some big moments. I remember you scoring an absolute screamer against Hamilton, I think it was, away from home. Yeah. Um, but probably the standout memory from a fan's point of view were the Inter Milan games. I don't know if that'll be the, the same for you. Um, and if so, what your kind of recollections of that night? I think you started, you played a hand in one of the goals as well. Yeah, it was... Um... It was like a Champions League night, even though it was in the Europa League. Uh, the, the fans are exactly the same, no matter what game you're playing in. Um, we didn't start that game very well, uh, going 1-0 down and then 2-0 down. But um, the fans got behind us and uh, we managed to get one back and then another one back. Um, and then they scored again and then we scored right at the end. So, um, yeah, they, they were definitely the stand-up two games in last season. Um, especially the home game. Just any home game at Celtic Park in Europe is, is a very special night. Um, I, I, I'd say Celtic fans are definitely the best best fans in the world. And I'm not just saying that because I played for them. I think a lot of people would say the same thing. Um, they just make it a special atmosphere and uh, they make you raise your game 10, 20% and it's just, it's just an amazing atmosphere to play. Yeah. The end of that season, that was obviously your, your last season at the club. Um, we won the league title, we won the league cup as well. We obviously had that night against Inter Milan. We were so close to a treble um, going out in the Scottish Cup semi-finals a bit controversially. Um, but what was it in your kind of head then when you got to that summer period? Was it just a case that you wanted to try something new? You'd had four years and just a kind of a fresh start for you? No, I, I didn't really want to leave, to be honest. Um, but when I did leave, it was a bit, it was a bit out of the blue. Um, I got home, I went, I turned up for pre-season, got home, fell asleep on the sofa as you do after a pre-season training session, w woke up to about eight missed calls off my agent saying uh, if, if they want to sell you to Sunderland. Um, so we were in the Premier League at the time, so I thought, like you said, try something new, not that I wanted to leave, I would have happily loved to have stayed. Um, but I went down to Sunderland and I had not a great time there, but it was a really big club at the time. Um, I really enjoyed it down there. So, I did, I, in an ideal world, I would have loved to have stayed, but um, it didn't work out that way. So. Was that time at Celtic one of your kind of fondest memories in your career, those four years? Oh, without a doubt. It's the, it's the, yeah, it's the most enjoyable four years I've had in football. So, um, and that's not, not even a hard question. Um, just, the, just the group of boys we had, the fans, the stadium, the city. I just loved every minute of it. And um, like I said, I would love to have stayed longer, but it wasn't to be. Take it though, you're still a, still a Celtic fan, still watching lots of the games. Watch every game that's on telly. Um, 
I've been to a couple of games in Glasgow. So, like I said, I still speak to a couple of the boys. Well, me, you're doing brilliant as a manager. You might be getting a call in a couple of years, see if he wants a right back. <laughs> uh, James Forrest, Joe Ledley, we're still in the group chat. So, yeah, we, we still keep in contact and uh, I'm sure we will for the rest of our lives. Really. You do know it's not sunny in Fleetwood, don't you? Yeah, I do, yeah. So, <laughs> we're still good. Uh, oh, brilliant. Adam, it's, it's been great taking a look back and, and lots of those memories and it's great to hear you still got such a fondness for the club. Um, before we finish though, what we like to do is we've got a guest on just kind of go through some quick fire questions to learn a bit more about yourself and your teammates from your, your time at the club if you're happy enough to go through some of them. Um, to start off then, what was the best goal you scored during your time at Celtic? I think you've got five to choose from. Um, I'd probably say the Hamilton one. I think so. It's either that or the Arbroath one. They're both quite similar. But I think I'd go with the Hamilton one. Okay. Um, my next question, but we've kind of already answered this, it was who was the funniest teammate, but you're giving that to Charlie McGrew, aren't you? 100%, yeah. Um, what's the next one we've got here? So, next one would be, again, probably covered this, but the best game you've played in and if it is Barcelona maybe think of something else as well just as a wee alternative uh, the the 1-0 against Rangers when we, when we took over on the top of the league that's my second favourite game probably joint joint first okay brilliant um, best player you played alongside during your time at Celtic and I know that's probably quite difficult so we can maybe break it up into categories if it is there's, there's three or four. There's obviously Virgil, Victor Manyama I thought was a brilliant player. Um, James Forrest, um, we, we had a good relationship on the right hand side and he's still still there now doing brilliant. So, and Gary Hooper, they're, they're the four that stood out. Obviously you'd probably say Virgil for what he's gone on and done. But um, the player I most, most enjoyed playing with is probably James, just because he was on my side and I think we had a good relationship. Yeah, and McGarry Hooper as well. I mean, his goal scoring return it was like, incredible. I think sometimes you look back on that and you think maybe, maybe he wasn't maybe appreciated as much as he should have been for the amount of goals that he scored because he was incredible during his time at Celtic. Yeah, he was unbelievable. Um, like I said, he, he was here for the first first half of the season, and even though at thirty five, you could still you could still score goals. Um, he's just a born goal scorer. And yeah, I think he does get overlooked. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a brilliant player. Yeah. If you could have, uh, you've got a penalty kick, one penalty to save your life from a, and someone in your team from Celtic has to take it, who would you, who would you choose? Uh, Chris Collins. Chris Collins, yeah. I mean, he would have you a little bit panicky if it hit the underside of the bar again, but <laughs> he was usually pretty good. Yeah. Um, who was the best teammate on a, a night out? There's a couple of as well. Uh, you got Brownie, you got Charlie, but I, I, I'll go Joe Ledley. Yeah. Um, he goes up for a laugh, loves, loves a dance. Um, and I get on, I still get on really well with him. So um, yeah, I'd probably put him up the top. Yeah. I actually wanted just to kind of throw some names at you, pretty much those guys you just mentioned, just to see if you had any any decent stories on them or any good memories that could be football or non-football related. So we'll start off with Joe. What what comes to mind when you think of Joe Ledley? 
just stupid. Just a stupid guy. Um, like we used to share lifts in every day. So, and he's probably my best mate in football. I still, still speak to him more than probably my mum and dad. Um, but stories, there's too many. Um, like we we went to Vegas together. Um, me, Joe, Gary Hooper, James Forrest, Fraser Foster. And there's a couple of stories out there. Um, but he's just a madman. Um, just just an all around good guy. He loves it. Loves it. Loves a night out when when you're supposed to have one. But I I can't pinpoint one story. It's just his dancing. Obviously, you've seen his dancing on Twitter. Yeah. But that's him on every night out. <laughs> he's not just putting that on. That that's him on every night out. Another name I wanted to throw at you because we kind of mentioned Charlie McGrew, mentioned Gary Hooper there, um, but just another word in Scott Brown, your captain. Again, what kind of what comes to mind when you, you think of him? Because, again, he seems like one of those guys that was like a character in amongst all of the kind of hilarity, but then at the same time just had this switch and he could just turn completely and get into that mode. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, I think if people don't know Brownie, I think they probably think he's an angry, angry man because they see him in the tunnel before games, shaved head, proper serious, but take him out of game day, completely different person. Nicest guy you'll ever meet. Um, so yeah, I got like I said, I got on with him really well as well. Still speak to him, um, but yeah, I think just if people met him, they'd have such a different opinion of him. Um, just a funny guy. Him and Charlie used to be together all the time, so they used to get up to all sorts, cutting people's clothes up, like I said. Um, but yeah, great leader, great player, um, and I think I'm glad he's got his night in Glasgow because he didn't get a send off he deserved from the Celtic fans because um, he was a brilliant, brilliant player. He'd probably be in my top five of the best I've played with. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. I think one of the best ones I'd ever seen, I don't know if it was him or if it was Charlie, uh, did they not like put post-it notes all over like Mo Bangura's car or something like that? I can remember that doing the rounds. Either that or it was cling film, tied it all up with cling film, one of the two, but yeah, them two together because they sat next to each other in the change rooms, they were always up to something. Oh, it's a dangerous combo, them two next to each other. Um, just to finish on, Adam, if you just kind of look back in your, your time at Celtic, like how do you kind of sum up those four years, you've spoke so much there about how much you enjoyed it, but if you kind of just try and put it into to words again, what what comes to mind and how do you sum it all up? Yeah, just the best the best part of my football career. That's that's the biggest compliment I can give it, really. Um, just the whole thing, the city, the fans, the stadium, the players. I think um, it was just an amazing place to play your football. Um, I probably didn't appreciate it as much as I should have at the time being so young, especially the first couple of years. Um, but now looking back, I can be very proud, very thankful that I got the opportunity to play there. And um, yeah, I'll be supporting them for the rest of my life. Superb, Adam. Well, thank you so much for taking out the time to look back in your career and look back in all those memories. It's, it's brilliant to hear how much you still love the club and are still so fond of everything. Yeah, it's nice, but... Um, I'd, I'd rather be there.